Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. As always, I am Drew Toothpaste, and with me is... Natalie D. And today, we're going to talk about... The mail. That's right. The process of packages and small slips of paper carried ruthlessly back and forth across the globe by uh, hardworking mail carriers. That is correct. What do you think about mail? What do I think about mail? <laughs> what, do I, what do I think about mail? The mail is a many-faceted thing. To me, when I think about the mail, I think about, is the mail here yet? Is the mail here? And it's coupons and it's you know, bills, and it's occasionally checks. And, you know, the the labor that goes into to the mail is also like a duality to me. Like how so? Like the people that walk around with the mail, they are often nice, and they're very hardworking people. Yes, so the people yes. that, that walk around with the mail are often just really fantastic folks. The people that work at the postal service have just been ground down by having to deal with people who are extremely irrational and not friendly. A lot of them have souls that have been destroyed. When you go to the post office, there will be like the rare angel that just has a really nice attitude no matter what. And everybody else has just been destroyed. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had real shitty jobs dealing with people. And after a certain point, you realize that it doesn't matter what you do or what you say or anything. The people you deal with will never be happy with what with how you're acting if it serves them to not be happy with it. And uh, I just remember... That's like, th- that's like the recipe f- to kill your customer service. I remember at our old P.O. box, I saw an employee uh, start, and she was new, and I hadn't seen her there before, and she was very chipper. She was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, wow, they got somebody in who's really friendly. And about six weeks later, she had, like, the post office dead eyes. She had, like, the shark face. (laughs) Just... Uh. Like somebody had removed the highlights from her eyes. Somebody just sucked the life right out of her. Mm-hmm. That was, was us. That was <laughs> that was the people in line. So if if you have a problem with the mail carriers and people at the, at the post office, everybody should just be nicer to them because the reason that they are like that is because the majority of people are not nice to them. And they sit there all day and people are not nice to them. Now, I I have, like, a very down-home, like, Midwestern attitude about that kind of stuff. And I am shitting rainbows all over town whenever I go anywhere. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for check, checking out my groceries. Thank you for putting them in a bag here let me help you also thank you for handing me my receipt and thank you for giving me my change and thank you i hope you have a nice night (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've come to learn that that's midwestern but that seems like the optimal way to be right yeah i mean people who work places aren't typically rude to me i'm not sure if it's because they are midwestern also or if they are responding to, like, me sending signals of being, like, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I think overwhelmingly the culture here is that everybody is, you know, everybody has manners. Yeah, everyone is very polite and everyone is very, like, deferential. Deferential. That's such a, that's such an accurate word. I'll tell you something that happened to me recently. I was down on a one-way street downtown. It was like at night and it was a one-way street, right? And so traffic is is very sparse. There's almost nothing going on in the downtown of Columbus. 
And out of nowhere, this car comes and it drives the wrong way down the street. And I'm outside because it's like the summertime. This car comes out of nowhere and goes the wrong way down the street. And just the look on everybody's faces. Some of them were disgusted. Like, you, this is a one-way street. Traffic goes from left to right here. I've been here all night. Traffic only goes from left to right. You went right to left. You have broken the social contract. Like, you deserve to be shunned. <laughs> and then, some of the people were not disgusted with this. Some people just looked disappointed. <laughs> so, I think, that's, I think that's part of our culture here. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. So, talking about the mail and talking about people employed by the post office... I would like to start off our mail theme podcast by telling you that the Postal Service has collective bargaining agreements with seven different unions, and those seven unions combined represent 500,000 employees. That's fantastic. That's also why the government hates them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because Probably. because anytime people come together and uh, determine that, you know, they're going to work together for their own cause. Uh, The government is suddenly in competition with you, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, the unions represent 500,000 employees, but there are millions of people who work for the post office. Oh, so not everybody is in the union. Yeah. I did not write down how many people total work at the post office. Because I thought, oh, I already wrote down one fact about the number of people at the post office, and so I figured that it would be repetitive, but I suppose this is a learning experience, so. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. (laughs) Well, so... You got the Wikipedia. No, you don't. No, I... No, I, uh... I binged it. Ah, bing it. (laughs) There are... In 2018, there was just shy of, uh... 500,000 career employees is what it says. I I don't know how many non-career employees. I think there's a lot. So there are right now, uh, and this is interesting, there are right now generally fewer post office employees than there have been for quite some time. Uh, in, In fact... Recently, the number's dipping below 500,000, and historically, (laughs) the post office has had more than 500,000 employees since uh, some point in the 60s. So I'm not sure sure why that is. I don't know if people are sending less mail. Maybe they're making fewer people carry more mail, which sounds like something a boss would do. You know, there's, what, 300, uh, uh, about 326, 327 million people Mm -hmm. in the United States. So if half a million people work for the USPS, that's still... That's still a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of the coupons in the junk mail comes from. I feel really bad when uh, the mail carrier comes. And, like, I almost always, just the time that the mail comes, I'm always, like, in and out of the house. I'll go take a walk or whatever. It's, like, in between. I'll work in the morning. I'll work in the afternoon and night. And I kind of have this this midday kind of period where I'll just kind of like be milling around and doing stuff and the mail will come. And a lot of times I'll be outside and I'll see the mail carrier as they come up through the next door neighbor's yard and they'll hand me the mail. And I'm like, cool, you know, thanks, have a good day, you know, enjoy the weather or sorry about the bad weather, like whatever the weather is. And then they're right there and they're walking past, but like they can still see me, right? And then always the mail is like, 
just stuff I'm going to take and, and throw away. And so I always, instead of just throwing it right in the recycling bin outside, I have to take it in. <laughs> Because I'm like, put it in the recycling bin inside. <laughs> you took all these coupons and you were like, I have to get these to this guy. What if he needs the deals? And so <laughs> they packed him up really carefully. They drove him over in the little truck. They got him all in the bag and they hauled him out. And they're going to walk up the way and they're going to look into my eyes and place it in my hand. And I'm going to be like, oh, and I'm going to throw it away right in front of them. <laughs> That's like the worst. That's like the worst thing I could possibly. You know what the word? I think this might be slightly worse. The mailman is like, or at least the old man, old mailman was like this hippie dude. Yeah, and he was always like, "Hey, man," and like he would like <laughs> want to talk about Led Zeppelin or something. Yeah, like he was a pretty sweet mailman. The worst is when you see him like shuffling down the street, like under a great load. Yeah, and he comes up on your porch. And he's like, oh, here's your here's your package. And he's like, oh, man, what's in that box? And you have to tell him that you made him deliver the weights for your weight room. <laughs> oh, that was that was really awful. That was really that was a dark day. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, there was like a deal. There was like a, you know, flash deal. Yeah, sure. Like 99 bucks, bunch of weights. I don't want to carry that shit from the car. That's part of it. That makes it worth the shipping is that that guy will just bring it directly inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going hit, to hit you with another fact. Did you know that 47% of the mail in the entire world is handled by the USPS? Wow, really? That is that is true. So when you say, do we send a lot of mail? We do send a lot of mail. 47%. Mm-hmm. But they are also contracting with FedEx and USPS and doing last mile delivery for a lot of places and a lot of companies. And so I think that probably uh, is beefing their bottom line up considerably. I- so like, I think that... It is forty-seven percent of the mail in the U.S. or in the world is not USPS mail. That is the USPS mail, and then all the other stuff that they deliver for other people. I mean, if you think about it, there's how many people in the world? There's almost eight billion yeah. people. Not quite, but almost. It's getting up there. And uh, like I said, three hundred twenty-seven million people in America. So we're like five percent of the world's population and we handle 47% of the mail. We're not just good at war, folks. <laughs> We're good at mail. We don't just make most of the guns. <laughs> well, that's part of that. I'm sure some of that 47% is guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we make the guns and uh, mail them out and look at the border. Uh, Canada Post takes it over and they all, uh, Canada Post or the Royal Mail in UK takes it over and delivers your guns across the border to you. (laughs) So uh, all those nice uh, old stoner mailmen who are like bringing us our weights. In 2018, those guys hoofing around traveled 1.4 billion miles. Wow. Which is the equivalent of 56,220 laps around the Earth. I like that statistic, but I also like that anybody has done a lap around the Earth and they're like, oh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, you should look, up, look up how many mailmen there are, like the guys who deliver it. So the Bureau, if the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that right now there's 
340,000 mail carriers, carriers for the postal okay. service. Yeah, yeah. So, do a calculator and right. divide 1.4 billion miles by however many carriers are they are. I want to know how much they walk in a year on average. So a mail carrier walks about 4,000 miles a year on average. So assuming a mail carrier works uh, what? Five days a week. Five days a week. So about 250 days a year. The average mail carrier walks 16 miles a day. Jesus shit. Which means some of them walk more than that. That's amazing. I... You know, I really, I'm still totally grateful for the fact that they bring you everything and they put it, there's something about somebody that puts something by your door is so loving. And it's the thing where it's like the mail carrier will come all the way up to your house and they'll take all the stuff with your address on it and they'll just put it by your door. In a special little spot. I know you're inside. I know this is where you live. I don't want to bother you. I'm going to put it outside your door. And when you want, you can come and get it. That is just so kind. It's just such uh, such a nice thing. I think they love me. <laughs> they might. So the little trucks they drive are called long life vehicles. Yeah. And they're made by a company called Grumman. Oh, isn't that like a war contractor? I'm probably. The mail trucks were introduced in 1987, and they have not produced a single new one since 1994. The absolute newest mail trucks that are on the road right now are made in 1994. Really? Mm-hmm. Grumman was acquired by Northrop, and now it's Northrop Gumman? Northrop... <laughs> Why is that so hard to say? Northrop Grumman. <laughs> North. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Postal service vehicles are made by Django Drumpombies. <laughs> they acquired them. They are an arms corporation. So uh, when you see your mail carrier tootling around in one of those little Jeeps with their flashers on, uh, that's made out of the same stuff they make missiles and death equipment out of. In fact, Northrop Grumman... <laughs> Northrop <laughs> Northrop Grumman. Oh, I got it on the first shot. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, don't don't brag, but uh I just did. <laughs> they make drones, so that's how they kill children in other countries. So interestingly, you mentioned uh you mentioned the bombing and the missiles and stuff. In 1959, the USPS attempted to deliver mail via cruise missile. <laughs> and they actually were successful at shipping three or three, yeah, three thousand pieces of mail from Virginia to Florida in twenty-two minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they just put it on a rocket on a cruise missile, and they shot it towards Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not, so it's like not coincidental. <laughs> it's like not coincidental they're working with the war industry then. It's like arm in arm, like marching into the future of making the mail faster. <laughs> About three years ago, Amazon announced something called Amazon Prime Air. 
And the mm-hmm. idea was they would have drones with little Tupperwares. The drones would come and drop the Tupperware in your yard. Mm-hmm. And this would replace like USPS or UPS, whatever shipping for these small items. Everybody was like, oh, this is whack. This is messed up. There's the drones. There's going to be drones everywhere. People are going to use big nets. I mean, I don't think people said that. I think that was my idea was a big big net just to steal everybody's batteries, Mm -hmm. I guess, because I don't know what people get by drones. Sex toys. Yeah, steal every, yeah. Diarrhea medicine. Steal everybody's. (laughs) That's the shit you buy from Amazon. It's like the stuff that is like, you don't want to necessarily buy it from somebody like face to face. Yeah. Wart cream. (laughs) You know, when I go to the grocery and I get the athlete's foot stuff and I put it down on the counter and the guy goes, how's it going? Every single time. Mm -hmm. Like, my feet are itchy. That's how it's going. Yeah, it's fine. But I clearly have athlete's foot. Yeah, so that's that's what's coming with the drones. It's no coincidence that they are working, you know, arm in arm with arms manufacturers. If you guys remember Desert Storm, 1991, the thing where they were bragging. And of course, I remember watching this on TV and being like, yeah, I don't know if that's so cool. Uh, The idea that they were like, yeah, we've got smart bombs. We can send the bomb right down the chimney and right down onto Saddam or whatever was their their claim. But uh, that may have been developed for the mail. There's no way of knowing it's, it's it would be classified, but you know it may what? Have I'm been fine developed. with this because maybe this is like the solution to the war machine. All of the fucking companies just making fucking death machines and shit. They can just change course and just they could all work for the mail, <laughs> and we can get mail like materializing instantly, like. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the speed of the mail, it used to be fucking slow as shit. Did it? It it used to be fucking super duper slow. The mail used to be so slow when they made California a state. Nobody in California knew until six weeks after it happened. (laughs) If you don't know, that's like very, that's like very zen. Mm Mm-hmm. You just just gotta let it go. Like if... You are made a state while you're in the woods and you don't have your phone on mm-hmm. and then you don't know you're a state. Yeah. Are you really a state yet? At what point are you actually a state? Uh, in a prior episode, uh, Ohio was supposed to be a state in 1803. Didn't become a state until the 1950s at some point because mm-hmm. somebody overlooked something. So California not picking up for six weeks, not so bad anymore. Yeah. So, okay. So currently when... The mail people put the mail on the airplane and send it to its location that it's headed to. Currently, if you're to send a letter from New York City to San Francisco, it would take seven hours. Is that it? Yeah. In 1900, sending a letter from New York to San Francisco, the transit time, once once it was on the vehicle to go there, was four and a half days. That's fast, though, for 1900. So I imagine they were probably putting it on a train. Yeah, that would have had to be a train because 1900, they had train, horse, swimming, and they had hot air balloon. But hot air balloon is They had blimps. Yeah. Male blimps. Okay. In 1850, it took four to six weeks. Wow, that's fast, though, for 1850. Like, the only thing faster than that was cholera. <laughs> Color is fast as shit, but that's for a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you could get cholera in seven to ten business days in the eighteen fifties. It was a lot. It was a lot faster than that. So when okay, so when do you think that the first post office opened? The first post office, like the first place where you could you could send mail from in the United States. I know that they did Pony Express, but I know that was like during. That was the eighteen. That was during the gold rush. I but, I that would was, think that was during the eighteen hundreds, and it only lasted for two years. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It did not even last that long. I thought it was like a long term thing. No, that's really disappointing. The Oregon Trail lasted for longer than that. Well, shit. I mean, because it took you that long to get through it. <laughs> and you have to the first post office. I'm thinking that sounds like some Ben Franklin type shit. That sounds like something where he would decide, hey, I'm going to go in and do printing press and I've got my little jokes and my ideas and I'm going to send those out to everybody. So I think that's Ben Franklin stuff. So I would say 1790-ish. 17, I'm going to say 1790. No, it was 1639. You're talking about in America. Mm-hmm. The, well, it wouldn't have been the U.S. It would have been. Well, you know what I meant. See, now I'm That thinking, is before the Salem witch trials. Oh, yeah. It, but they had to send mail, right? It would have been before the Salem witch trials because they probably. That was like 1649. I'm yeah, they sure. would have sent postcards, and they they would have been like, uh, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, because they they had they were talking to people back in England, and and so they would have had to have had a post office back then. Oh, I didn't think about that. So you could send mail to England. That's the only place you'd be sending it back then, buddy. Cause there ain't I... anybody else there. <laughs> Native Americans do not want your letters. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> I no, I was just thinking because there were big civilizations here prior to the arrival no. of the Europeans. I was no, thinking, I think did they? Like the Europeans came over yeah. and they were and they kept on. They, I imagine they would send boats back and forth like frequently to get more people to move over and also to get shit they want from England, like candy bars or whatever the fuck. <laughs> So your name, so you would have a buckle hat, and your name would be like Goody Proctor or some shit, and you would go to the post office, and they'd be like, hey, and they'd be like, okay, do you have the label filled out? And you'd be like, what is ye old label? (laughs) And they'd be like, look, fill out the label. You have to have all these boxes filled out. Fill this out. Come back in line. When you filled out the label, you need to fill the label out first. <laughs> okay, so that post office opened in 1639 in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Okay. And it was just in the back of a tavern. So people would, like, go get a beer and, and send some mail. Yeah. And, but yeah. I imagine that mail took a fucking long time. That shit probably took months and months. Oh, yeah, but that would have been great because you would be chilling, right? Yeah. And- <laughs> No, you'd be chilling, and somebody's like, hey, did you send that thing in? You'd be like, yep. I sure did. <laughs> like, uh, so did you hear back? And you'd be like, no, it's probably going to be like four months. I guess I've just got to chill One here. of us is probably going to die before the mail gets here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, well, you know, it's going to be a while. I think we should hang out in the tavern for the next three to six months. <laughs> 
Wait for it to get. I need. I need my. I need my check. Uh, they were probably doing. You remember those cards they used to have in magazines that were like reply coupons, and you would circle, and you, you would put you would like put your friend's address on there, and you'd circle all the stuff. You never did that? Uh, like the like the um, Columbia Music? Not the Columbia <laughs> Music. You would get, like, some shitty magazine. You'd get, like, Wealth Money Magazine. And you'd be like, yes, I am interested in scams number 1, 14, <laughs> 79. No, you'd no. circle all the scams. you put your buddy's address. And then you'd go to school and he'd be like, hey, I got a bunch of scams. <laughs> I remember when they used to have uh, on TV, they would have like, sometimes they would have like an 800 number where you can call and ask for samples Yeah, of products. Yeah. And they were always like weird shit. Yeah. That you didn't want. Yeah. And we used to always call those numbers and send and send like maxi pads to our teachers and stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Yeah, you got you. <laughs> Your teacher goes home after a long day of trying to <laughs> trying to educate the youth, and they're like, man, my fucking student loans are killing me, and they open up the box, they got a bunch of coupons, and they're like, oh, a parcel <laughs> placed by my door with care, <laughs> you know, just right outside my door, just waiting for me when I come home. Somebody loves me, and they open it up. And it's experimental maxi pads. <laughs> you know who else used the mail to bully people? Everybody. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. But I was specifically thinking of the Unabomber. Oh. You know, you don't hear much from him anymore. Is he still alive? I you mean, should write him a letter in prison. No. I'm... No. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> He killed people. I don't want to talk to him. If you were out on the street and you were walking around, right? And like a mailman or a <laughs> mail carrier. Mm-hmm. Y- yes. And, uh, <laughs> and you had pop-ups, like pop-up video. And it told you like whether or not somebody had killed people. And you're walking around. Everybody's like, no, I've never killed anybody. And you're like, do do do. You're having a great day talking to everybody. You roll up on some guy. And he's just got a little like warning box, like the little red triangle with an exclamation box. And it's like, yeah, I killed someone. <laughs> would you chat with him? I wouldn't chat with him. I would because you know what? Where is the line? At what point can you... Are you responsible for the death of another person? I wasn't taking responsibility. I just no, I'm wasn't. saying in the case of that guy, maybe he did something like a butterfly flapping his wings. Like he did something that had like a little bit of separation. I'm just saying, I don't trust the button that pops up. I don't trust it. I don't, I don't, I don't ever trust it like that. No, they... Uh... <laughs> I don't even... I don't trust your imaginary pop-up. I don't trust it. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, because if that's, if that's like a real thing for you, like, we should probably talk about that later. But... <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, I, I do not get the pop-up, right? That's just uh, a construction. No, um... You know, you can look this up if you're interested in it. I'm sure other people have talked about it and done research of it. It turned out that the Unabomber, uh, Ted Kaczynski, had participated in these experiments when Uh, he was uh, in college. You heard about this, right? mm -hmm. We read about this. 
Uh, he had participated in these experiments that gave him PTSD and really had lasting effects on him. So, you know, everybody's responsible for what they do, but he had mind torture experiments done to him, so... So, yeah, so why can't we... We should be prison friends with them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he still had mind torture, so he's still not 100. So, okay, so speaking of the male and also prison, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a little overlappage so we can get back to talking about the male. So there's this dude who was a prisoner in prison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when he was in prison, he actually had escaped before. And so he was got recaught and got sent back to prison. And at some point, like, he was cool enough that he got a prison job. Right. They gave him a prison job repairing mailbags. So he was, like, fixing them up and doing that. And then one day, he just hopped in one of them and mailed himself out of the prison. <laughs> and as soon as, like, they, 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 like, a forklift, like, picked up the big thing of mailbags and, like, moved it to some dock and set it down. And then he just, like, walked off. Did they ever recatch him? I believe they did recatch him. I think he... He was he was free for like a year and a half or something. He was he was free for like a year and a half, two years. Like he was and he was in Canada or some shit. Like he had skipped it. Are you really free if you're in Canada though? <laughs> as free as you can be. At least you don't have to repair mailbags for you... twelve cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Canada yeah, look, on a sliding scale, Canada beats prison. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> Canada's awesome. Lots of cool people. It's just the only place I've ever been yelled at for walking around without a shirt on. So I, I, I'm biased. <laughs> so what do you know about zip codes? I know a lot about zip codes. I've spent the last... I've spent a significant portion of my life mailing stuff and dealing with zip codes. Yeah. So what do you know about them? Aside from you know a lot of them. Zip codes were created in the uh, 60s, mm -hmm. and it's a way to help uh, the U.S. Postal Service route the mail. It was originally a five-digit code with uh, the first three digits being assigned to, like, a specific locale, uh, and the last two digits being, like, sort of the, the local code. And then it got expanded to a nine digit. I, I'm still not totally sure what the last 43216-1210, I think that's our, our nine digit zip code. Uh, yeah, the last digits, like the plus four has to do with like your street location in your house. So that's like a very specific thing. Like if you go in and you type in a Canadian postal code, it'll it'll draw, if you go on Google Maps or Bing Maps or whichever maps you use. Uh, it'll, Dang it. It'll, <laughs> it'll draw a little red outline around an area, and if you do the Canadian one, or if you do the U.S. nine-digit one, it'll draw a really small area. If you type in 43216 in a mapping thing, it'll draw this whole thing, and it kind of spiders out like this very gerrymandered zip code. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying here is that it sounds like you're pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. In your zip codes. Yeah. Which is why today we're going to play a game. Oh, our game today. I am going to tell you the zip code and you are going to tell me where it is. Okay. 
Okay. We'll I, see. I have a list of 10 zip codes, so that way I can give you a letter grade at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready to play the zip code game? I'm ready. I feel confident. I will say... I decided to do the zip code game partially because way back when I met you, you already had like a Rain Man level knowledge of zip codes that I thought was extremely weird and impressive. <laughs> so let's okay. see if you're losing it, if you're losing your touch, or I might, you, yeah. Or yeah. okay, yeah. You ready? Sure. One seven one oh one. Let's see. One seven is gonna be like central Pennsylvania. So I would one seven one oh one. So when you have a zip code and it ends in oh one, it's usually like, uh, for example, four three two is Columbus, and then four three two oh one is like sort of central Columbus. I think it's down by the university. Mm-hmm. So one seven one oh one is probably uh, somewhere in downtown uh, town in Pennsylvania. I don't know off the top of my head. Probably State College or someplace like that. Answer is Harrisburg. Harrisburg, right? And so it's down. It's downtown Harrisburg, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So does that count? Well, I mean, I didn't get it right. Okay. Harrisburg's the capital okay. of Pennsylvania. I should know that. Yeah. I will say I I did not pick any. I picked cities that people have heard of. But I did not pick any cities that were like New York, New York. 10101. 90210. I'm not doing this. Okay. That's Beverly Hills, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. 93302. So 93 is California. And 933, San Francisco's 94. Like Sacramento area is nine five, San Diego is like nine zero, or no, Los Angeles is like nine zero. Nine three three oh two. I have no fucking idea. Okay. You missed it. It's <laughs> It's somewhere in California. Bakersfield. Bakersfield, okay. 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 That's where corn is from. Mm-hmm. Corn rocks. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Uh, three, three, five, four, two. So that's somewhere in the southeast, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? Three, three, five, four, two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That sounds like Florida. I I don't really know. Okay, no Zephyr Hills, Florida. Zephyr. Why do you think I'm gonna know <laughs> the zip code? I think I've been. I think I've been set up for failure. How am I going to know I this? I thought you went to Florida a lot. <laughs> I've been to Florida like four times when I was a kid. <laughs> Why? What is Zephyr Hills? That's like a type of bottled water. Why would I know where that is? Because <laughs> it's a bottled water. <laughs> Okay, what's the next zip code? 63111. So that's like, I would guess that's probably Missouri. Mm -hmm. 63111, probably St. Louis. Yes! Oh, I got one right! St. Louis, Missouri. 37920. (laughs) (laughs) There are five digits. There's a hundred <laughs> in five digits. There's a hundred thousand zip codes. <laughs> I don't three seven nine two zero. 
I don't know. Three seven to me. I see. I don't even know what that is. That sounds like South Carolina or something. I don't know. What is it? Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. You're not going to get the next one. Eight four six zero two. Eight is like out west. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing with zip codes: is it goes from zero up in Maine, and it goes to nine in California, and then Alaska is like nine nine, right? Mm-hmm. Eight four, I don't know. Co- uh, uh, eight four, I don't know. Maybe uh, Phoenix, Arizona, or something. Provo, Utah. Provo, Utah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I got one right. I got St. Louis, Missouri right. Okay, what's the next one? 04103. Providence, Rhode Island. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Okay. 73301. So you're not going to give me any that are easy. (laughs) You're not... You're not gonna guarantee I get like thirty percent. You're just gonna you're just gonna style on I'll me. I'll give you double points for these last three. Seven three three zero one. Maybe Oklahoma City. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Okay, okay. Nine nine two zero two. That's uh. You're shaking your head. It's not in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying. I appreciate that you're trying to help me. I really appreciate it. Um, no, I I don't know. It must be in Washington if it's not in Alaska. It's Spokane. Eight five two eight zero. You couldn't you couldn't give me any zip codes that were easy, huh? You couldn't give me any like any four three two one zero. That is Columbus, Ohio. That yes. is. Campus area, Columbus, uh, Ohio. Uh, so you got that one. <laughs> Was that on the list? Nope. Eight five two eight zero. Eight five two eight zero. This is your last your last chance. <laughs> this is the last. So I'm at one out of nine so far. <laughs> this game is horrible. Who <laughs> did you invent this game? I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible game. Uh, uh, I uh, I I don't know. May I'm gonna guess Phoenix again. Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. Yes. That's the right state. It is the right state. I got the state right. Okay, What's so the next one? That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. So here's the thing. You only got one. <laughs> right. Well, you got a lot of states right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an F plus. <laughs> Is F plus a gr- uh, That's like failure with a tip. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you did a bad job. I still think you're okay. So do you know what the first zip code is? Like the lowest number. So it would be zero one zero zero one. Zero zero five zero one. Zero zero five zero one. I, I, I somewhere in Maine. It's the IRS office in Holtzville, New York. Oh. The highest number is in Alaska, mm-hmm. and it's like nine nine five, right? Nine 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 five zero. Nine 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 five zero. Where is it's it in Alaska? Ketchikan, Alaska. Ketchikan, Alaska. Which is also where they had sent the bishop. 
who was like doing a bad job in The Young Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, folks, that's a TV show. Yeah, no one else watched it except for me. <laughs> it was just me. I was, I really liked it though. And that's where they sent that one bishop. Highest zip code, major pope punishment. Or I guess Worst bishop. place for you to get sent if you're a bishop. Yeah, well, you it can o- you can only move diagonally. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you got jokes. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Let me dig up. Do you know the motto of the mail? Uh, it's like rail, uh, rail, uh, <laughs> rain, sleet, snow, or hail. My job is to deliver that damn mail. <laughs> ah, neither snow, nor rain, nor, nor heat, s- nor gloom of night. Days these couriers from the swift completion of their rounds. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it, does, it wasn't supposed to rhyme, I don't think. <laughs> but... Everyone says that's the motto, right? It's when, not. That's when not the motto. When you get your mail at night, that means the carrier has mail might. <laughs> I guess so. That is actually, that's not the mail, though. Okay. okay. It's not the motto of the mail. That was taken from uh, Herodotus, who was a Persian historian in ancient times. Yeah, yeah. He would have, he did not ever see the USPS, so no. that's not even appropriate. No. But he was talking about the messengers in the Persian Empire. Yeah, totally different business. Mm-hmm. Not affiliated with missiles or anything. No. So, let's see. More male facts. Did you know that it's legal to mail animals in the mail? Uh, yeah, you have to poke holes in the box. Is, yeah, and also... I think I'm that I have a very, like, 3 two, one contact level of information about mailing live animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you bubble wrap them? <laughs> I, I'm not sure, like, what the packaging requirements are. I know, like, the rules about what kind of animals. Can you send a snake? That's an easy one, because they won't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can send an animal as long as it is not a dangerous animal. Uh, it cannot be a diseased animal. It cannot be stinky, and it cannot be loud, and it has to be able to survive the trip without food or water. So a quiet, non-stinky, non-loud, non-eating animal. Like an animal that can go like a day or two without eating. I would be the perfect animal to send in the mail, because I smell good, not loud. I can be loud, but I know, like, oh, I'm in the mail. Mm-hmm. I smell great. Did I say that already? Yeah. I, um, and when I'm traveling, I won't crap. They made it illegal for you to mail people in the mail in the 1920s. And whenever they make something illegal like that, you know somebody abused it. Yeah. People would send their kids in the mail all the time. Oh, that would be really handy because now, 2019, here's what you do. You put your kid, you put bubble wrap, right? Nintendo Switch. Mm Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know the difference. No, they wouldn't care. iPad. Mm-hmm. Headphones. Minecraft Let's Play. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to show you how to Minecraft. Boom, that's it. 48 hours. 
that's not even no it takes seven hours to go from new york to san francisco you're gonna sit in the dock for fucking three days and that's the thing it the worst because in the 1920s you would just send your kid in the mail and i mean kids weren't worth anything back then and people would have a bunch and so they were very blasé like we care more I mean, I'm not even, like, flexing, but we care more about our kids now. So now I'd be like, ooh, I just sent my kid. Like, the tracking number is not in the system yet. I'm, and I, I dropped ha- her off a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to update the tracking. What the fuck? My tracking number is not updating? It says she's in a different state than she's supposed to be? I was sending you to Florida. I don't know why you got rooted through Chicago. I think it's a little messed up here. So, yeah. So, you're not allowed sending people in the mail. Even though people would be able to control themselves in the box if they needed to. Um, did you know that the Postmaster General was in the line of succession until 1971? I didn't. How far down the line of succession was he? You should look it up. I mean, he was he would have been a ways down the line yeah, of succession. But, but let's find out. While I'm while you're looking that up, I will tell you that the first postmaster general was appointed in 1775. Before the United States was mm-hmm. a country, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know who the first postmaster general was? Megan? That's no, the, she's the one right now. Yeah, she's the opposite of the first one. <laughs> Probably fucking Ben Franklin yeah. or something. Really? Yeah. He had his fingers in everything. He was that the guy. Best. I think Ben Franklin fucked. He definitely. You need to read more about Ben Franklin. That's like not even a question. <laughs> when we get off here, I'm reading about Ben Franklin, dude. It's- He's the fucking best. I would like to point out that I have a bust of Ben Franklin in my living room, and you've still never read anything about Ben Franklin. <laughs> Um, (laughs) All of the line of succession right now, it's not looking good. The line of succession is all... Betsy DeVos is in the line of... Ooh, I just hovered over her. Wow. Uh, Number 15, Betsy DeVos. If somebody mercs the top 15, the top 14 members of government, which, folks, I'm not suggesting you do. (laughs) Then, uh, yeah, Betsy DeVos, gonna be the president. Somewhere under that, it, it, you know, I wasn't able to find any, any previous lines of succession. It was on there at one point. So it used to be in the line of succession, it used to be like a cushy thing, like the president would put his friend in there. But, uh, Nixon removed him from there. So Nixon probably had a problem with the mail and he was like, you're out, motherfucker. You know what? I checked my, uh, I checked my tracking number on, uh, my bill that I sent in to create the EPA and the the Clean Air Act because Nixon did those things, which is interesting to think about. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I checked my tracking number on the EPA and it's not coming back yet. So you're out, Megan. <laughs> who, I just, I the just woman think. Who is the current Postmaster General is actually the first woman who's ever been Postmaster General. Oh, that's fantastic. Good. Abraham Lincoln and Harry S. Truman both served as Postmasters. Okay, what's the difference between Postmaster and Postmaster General? The Postmaster General is like the King Kong end boss of the post office. Yeah, yeah. A postmaster is the guy who just runs the one post office. Okay, so what? So when you get to that, so you go through the post office and you defeat the clerks, <laughs> <laughs> and 
you get all the way, all the way to the top of the building, and you defeat a Blinken postmaster, and you're <laughs> like, okay, roll credits, right? And the then you gotta beat Ben Franklin. No, well, now you would have to defeat Megan Brennan. She is the first woman to assume the title of postmaster general. She began with the USPS as a letter carrier in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But then she went to MIT, and then she ended up being the postmaster general, the seventy fourth postmaster. Master General. So, uh, so that's great. I mean, I still get the mail. I assume she's doing a good job. Did you know that the post office has the largest retail network in the country? Larger than the retail network of Starbucks, McDonald's, and Walmart combined. The USPS is not getting any tax money for operating. Oh, really? They get zero tax dollars to pay for their operations. So their operations are entirely funded by their over-the-counter sales. And so it is not any different than that. The thing is with Starbucks is that you know if you go in Starbucks, you can go to the bathroom. And the bathroom's going to be nice, right? Mm -hmm. And they can't sell coffee and, like, not give you a bathroom, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's, like, a very output-generating operation. I think if the USPS did what Starbucks did... And you could go in, there would always be a bathroom at the post office. Think about that. Mm-hmm. But those people don't want to clean bathrooms. That's, that's, the, that's what comes along with having a public bathroom is then there's an employee who has to clean people's shit off the wall. And none of those people want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's true. The post office processed 146.4 billion pieces of mail in 2018. 100 billion pieces? 146.4 That's a lot of mail, baby. But yeah, so that's like <laughs> serious amount of mail. <laughs> that is uh, using a trip around the earth as a metric. Well, I guess we don't know how long each piece of mail is. But if you laid all of... I would bet you most mail is about eight and a half inches long. It, no, I heard the average is like five inches. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you laid all of the mail delivered in 2018 around the earth, the majority of it would be wet. The majority of it would get thrown away anyway. Did you know that there is a crime drama called The inspectors about federal agents who investigate mail crime. What is mail crime? Like, I imagine like credit card fraud, sending, I don't know, kind of illegal stuff could go on in the mail. Sending anthrax to people, sending drugs to people. Yeah. There's all kinds of ill shit that can go on in the mail. I'm just trying to think, like, how bad of a crime could you do? And I guess anthrax. And the timing was bad on that. You remember when that happened? It was like 9-11 happened. And then right after some guys mailing anthrax around, then everybody's like, well, the world is going to shit. And then like nothing else happened. Nothing else happened until uh, Facebook stole all our data. But that was like, <laughs> that was like 15 years later. Yeah. So they investigate mail crimes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a really fucking boring show. Yeah. It's on, it, it airs on Sunday morning on CBS. So it's basically like made for grandpas. Sunday morning, the time when we're all watching television. <laughs> we're all watching CBS. <laughs> we're all watching postal inspector based crime dramas on CBS. Yeah. After we get back from church. Oh, is that when it's on? I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't schedule it across from church is all I'm saying. <laughs> What do you think about the mail now? Well, now, after all this, uh, my opinion on the mail is the same. (laughs) 
I think it's whack that they put the mail into war devices and they shoot the war devices at Florida or they just drive them around real slowly, like to me. And then I also, at the same time, I think it's great that all the mail carriers are required when they load their bag up, they have to kiss the bag. And... (laughs) (laughs) before they bring the mail and then they set it by your door and it's like here's your mail i love you you have very conflicted like emotions i have super conflicted emotions (laughs) and i think i think they should simplify the zip codes because i think (laughs) they should make them easier there are a bunch out there that (laughs) you know seven three three four Four, five. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know that. Make it easier is my is my suggestion. Uh, I think maybe you need to step your game up. Postmaster General Brennan, if you're listening to this, uh, hear my plea. You're no longer in the order of succession, which sucks, but you do have the power to make zip codes easier for me if we do another podcast about mail. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think about the mail now? I think it's great. I think that it is a service that everybody needs, and they're pretty reliable with it, and all their workers are in the union, and it's like, I feel like everyone should support the mail. I think the mail is an important part of society. It is an important part of society, and even though uh, everybody has email now, hey, when's the last time you emailed, uh, you clicked, and somebody emailed you pants? And then you wore the pants. So think about that. Mm-hmm. You can't email your teachers a box of maxi pads. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. At the end of the day, you cannot uh, commit. You cannot commit male pranks. I don't know if it. Uh, I don't think it's male crime, but you cannot uh, endeavor to commit male pranks uh, <laughs> through email. And you know, if you're a teacher and you open your email and it's a JPEG of a maxi pad, it just doesn't have the same impact. No, it doesn't. So uh, take a moment. (laughs) Take a moment to salute Mr. Ben Franklin, the originator of... The inventor of mail. (laughs) The inventor of mail. Woke up one day, tied that fucking key to an envelope, sent it up, the lightning hit it. He was like, damn... That's what I call mail. And ever since then, people can't get enough of it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so I hope... Mail, try it out. I think you'll like it. That's the official slogan of the mail. I just made it. They didn't have a motto. They do now. No, the rain and sleet thing was fake. It was fake. But one more time. What did I say? Mail, try it out. I think you'll like it. So that's going to... I think that's going to... perfect. I think that's going (laughs) to... I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, listen, don't forget to don't forget to use the mail. Don't forget to send mail. And of course... Uh, don't forget to send us ideas for episodes because we're going to run out of them eventually. No, you know, we never run out of ideas, but occasionally other people have good ones. And we'll take your ideas. I mean, an idea is just one word. We have to do the rest. So don't... <laughs> we're not going to pay you. Don't take credit. No, we might be like, thanks, Joe, for your cool idea. Thanks, Joe. 
And this episode is dedicated to the unknown soldier, our old hippie mail carrier, who um, one day he saw that I got a record and he said, what what, uh, what record is that? And I said, oh, it's some like jazz record I got. And he's like, too bad it's not reggae. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I love Bob Marley. And I said, this is not Bob Marley. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, too bad. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Try we'll the t- mail. Try the mail. We'll talk to you soon. You'll love it. <laughs> All the technology for Garbage Brain University, both the newsletter and podcast, were provided by Substack. Our new theme song is by the Melvins. It's called Electric Flower, and it's used here with permission from Ipecac Recordings.